Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Brandvold, and as always, joined by Jay Gilbert. How you doing this week, Jay? Very well, thank you. How are you doing, Michael? Not too bad, not too bad. So, Excellent. Today's topic is something that we'd actually considered talking about, I think, two weeks ago, but got um, sidetracked by our Prince discussion. Yeah. Um, so two weeks ago, and we were going to talk about it at that point in time, Radiohead basically wiped clean their entire internet presence. I mean, Facebook pages, website, everything, just gone. And and I remember it was just yeah. like people all of a sudden were just talking. I was like, what happened? Well, you know, yeah. There and leading up to this, Radiohead wasn't in the news for anything. Nobody was talking about they were going to come out with a new album or a tour or anything along those lines. It was just Radiohead was in dead silence. And then all of a sudden that yeah. gets wiped clean. And now people are like, what's going on? Legitimately so, because that's a pretty drastic step to take to wipe your internet presence clean. Um, yeah. I, know, I know as a marketing person, I would um, raise my hands vehemently and go, are you sure you want to do this for no other reason than you are destroying right. a ton of SEO inbound link strength? Most people want to do the opposite. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. uh, if you're doing this for a reason, which turns out they did, um, is this the best solution? Because, you know, I guess what it comes down to is, you know, art versus business. You know, you know, us, you and me, from a business standpoint, are going to sit here and go, no, do not, do not, do not delete everything. Do not delete. Please don't. We worked years yeah. and years to build this up, to make it strong, to give you all these links. And, um, you know, they cared so much about their art that their desire was, let's get rid of it. I mean, and, and what they ended up doing then is, I don't know, within... A week after that started popping up, a new album was released. Right. It came back. You go back to Facebook and everything now, and they're there, and they released a new album out of the blue. And, you know. So clearly the two are tied. The two were you know, tied they, together. They it was a mar It was a marketing plan. It was, okay, we need to get people talking about us. Well, yeah. let's destroy everything we've built on the Internet. Sure, people are going to say, what happened? Where'd they go? And they left no clues, nothing to indicate what was going to happen. And then, boom, an album drops. And and frankly, between you and me, I love when artists now just out of the blue drop a new album. I love it because clearly there's not that much gained anymore from the announce an album six months in advance and then tease up to it and tease up. It's like and yeah, you've got, got things to lose, right? I mean, with with the leaks these days, it's yeah. so difficult to control yep. from the recording to the mixing, mastering to the pressing to digital encoding. It's so hard to control because anybody can take one of those little files and email it to somebody else or post it online. And it's gone and it's out and, there. And it's gone. So I agree with you. I mean, it doesn't have to be Beyonce big, but or even Radiohead big. But I don't think there's anything wrong with it's like dropping a big rock in the lake. 
just drop it and watch the splash and push from there. That old model that you just mentioned where you're planning it out, putting a press release. It's like on this date it's coming. We're going to you know, release this instant grad track. We're going to do this. That, that still works for, still works, for a but lot of I think the people. point is you don't have to do that anymore. That is, you Read. know, you don't have to follow that model when releasing an album. There is nothing wrong with showing up Friday morning, posting on Facebook, here's our new album, go buy it. I know as a fan when that happens, you're just like, it's like Christmas. It's like, mm. you know... You, Oh my God, what an unannounced treat that was. You had no idea something yeah. was coming and you just woke up to a brand new album. How freaking cool is that? So, right. And conversely, how disappointing is it when you hear, oh, your favorite artist has a new record coming out and it's 90 days from now or either you can't pre-order it yet or there isn't any music available for it yet. Um that almost leaves a negative taste in your mouth. I, I love what Cheap Trick did where they gave away the No Direction Home track for free. And that it just got everybody lit up, but they made sure that pre-orders were in place before they did that. So yep. you could actually, you know, and I think this this Radiohead thing, look, these are smart people. There's a method to the madness. You know, if they're pulling things down and try, and I don't know if they're trying to erase their digital footprint, as it were, but and I, it could be that they're you know, wanted some of the older stuff, you know, because one of the first things that happens when an artist announces that a new record is coming is there's a lot more interest in their catalog. It's something that people who forecast records look at all the time when they try to forecast how a record's going to do in its first two weeks. They look at at the ramp up in sales of catalog and merch and things like that leading up because that can you know show you what the interest is right and you kind of lose that in a situation like this radiohead but maybe you don't need it maybe that splash that that dropping the rock in the lake you know analogy just like boom here it is that you can get it now you don't have to wait you don't have to get an instant grat track and then wait for the next one. You can go out and get it, and then it's because it's an event. You know, as long as it's not happening with every release, now you're seeing it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, in the news, and you've got now you've got a marketing kind of juggernaut. My question, though, the thing that really makes me curious is, okay, let's say that a week or two before the new album is going to drop they try to reduce their presence online. I'd love to know the strategy behind that. And if A, was that a publicity stunt? Or B, was there something deeper involved in that where they felt like, look, we want people to only focus on this piece of work. It's important. It's a standalone piece of work. Um, I'm curious kind of what you think the motivation you know, might have my, been. My gut tells me the motivation was it was a publicity stunt. It was, what can we do to get people, to get Radiohead back in the news without saying the typical, hey, we're releasing a new album in two weeks type of thing. Um, yeah. and, this is the type of, and this is the type of news and event. So if Radiohead announced, 
they're going to release a new album. And and you and I were discussing this beforehand. Neither of us are really big Radiohead fans. And and that's no disrespect like to Radiohead. I like some other stuff, but I, I'm I, not, I, I, I they're totally, not I totally get their, their, their significance, their importance. Um, but I'm not a huge Radiohead fan. Um, if they had just announced a new album coming out, I, I would have I would have passed over that news in a second. I wouldn't have cared one bit for that. But when they released de- deleted their d- digital footprint, I immediately stopped and was like, "Really? What's going on here? I need to go take a look at this." And I went to their Facebook yeah. and I'm like, "Wow, they really did this." And I was reading a couple of the articles that people were writing about what's going on in Radiohead. So all of a sudden, me, the casual fan, this isn't done for diehard fans. They know, band, all bands know that, that diehard fans are there no matter what you do, and they're going to buy anything. If you want to keep growing, you've got to get people like me to come on board and buy the next album. Engaged, reignited. Engaged. Yeah. So all of a sudden, <clears throat> I was engaged in this activity. Like, what's going on here? This is interesting. This is different. And... I will raise my hand and say right now, I bought the album. Yeah. I did. I clicked the link. I went to iTunes Look, and I bought the I album. It. And you know what? It, it works. worked. It worked. And it's, it's it not a bad a, album, but a it engaged yep. a passive fan like you, right? Yep. It engaged you. But I think the timing was really good because, you know, we talked earlier about the Burn the Witch video. Which is phenomenal. And what did you say? It was like 12 million views. 12 million you know, when views you in just it? over a week. And it's it's really brilliant. If you haven't seen it, uh, take a look at it. It's a stop motion kind of claymation type thing. But what really got me was two things. When I heard about the kind of erasing your digital footprint, so to speak, that perked my ears up and I started kind of looking, well, now they've got me, instead of an impression, an ad impression, you know what I mean? Or some, hey, we're making an announcement. This record's coming out. Now they've got me engaged. Now I'm actively looking at their website, looking at their socials. You're actively following kind of them. Getting back into uh, remembering what I loved about this band. And that led me into that video for Burn the Witch. And once I saw that, I'm like, I'm sold. I'm in. I mean, you got me. You know that that song is so good, and the the video is just so brilliantly done. Because look, videos have been around for a while. It's hard to do something new and fresh, right? And yeah, claymation's been done before, but their take on it was new and fresh, and it really kind of brought out something in the song. And again, it it that whole publicity stunt, if that's what we're going to call it led us into being active and not passive and made us kind of seek out these things and watch that video, and we both bought the record. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, that was the goal. Buy the record. They wanted to sell music. Um, You know, and I think all this illustrates is, you know, the, the, the common phrase, think outside of the box. Don't, you know, don't follow the same old, same old tried and true. This is what we've been doing for 40 years in the music business. Um, You know, again, I, I, really I, good point. I, I will say that was still, that was a ballsy move to delete everything from the Internet. Ballsy. Just because, again, I'm going to sit here and go, you got a ton of great SEO content that is gone. 
But they did yeah. this for the release, for the music, for the art, and they didn't care about that. Now, granted, it's Radiohead, and it will all that all that strength is coming back. I mean, they're huge. It's not like they were some unknown band who erased their unknown presence. I, I totally get it. It it's easier for Radiohead to do this than for nearly anybody else to do this. Sure. Um, but it does illustrate yeah. that. You know, let's really let's shake it up. Yeah, I like what you just said about thinking outside the box, and I don't think enough people do it because, especially in the music industry, people are overwhelmed because they've contracted. There's less people doing the jobs of multiple people. I get all of that, but the way you succeed, I think, is you do think outside of the normal checkbox on the marketing plan and we should do like a future show on that because I was I was thinking about you know this example but also uh, a friend of mine um, is a publicist and she's very good at it and she had an artist who she was struggling getting people to care a heritage artist and she just kind of spoke with him like what are you into you know what what are some other avenues we can go down long story short he was into fishing, loved fishing. So, and since she couldn't get in, maybe Rolling Stone or you know Spin or whatever, she went for some of these fishing magazines that have like millions of people who right. are of that demographic and got a cover story and a feature on this artist. And I was thinking to myself, man, that's the kind of publicist you want, not someone who's just going to go out and go, you know what, I tried to get you on late night TV, I tried to get you in these you know, long lead publications, we didn't have a lot of luck, I'll keep trying, I'll send it off in an email blast. No, think outside the box and find some other ways of doing it because my, my, my buddy Jeff always says, it's always a stupid idea until your competition does it. Right, right. You know? and then, then, then you're like, damn, why didn't I do that? Why didn't we do it when we thought about it first? Yeah, you know, because it's easy to say no. It's easy to poo-poo an idea and say, "Oh, getting rid of your digital footprint—that's dangerous, man. I, you'll lose all the, you know, the traffic. You're going to lose ad revenue. You'll lose streams. Whatever." I don't think that's a good idea. It's so easy to say no to ideas. It's harder to say yes and. Yeah, right. let's try that, and we can do this. Yeah, yeah, I applaud them for. It. I, I I totally applaud them. I mean, it, I can imagine the discussions that were going on the, the the band versus business. The business people were saying, "Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this." So I can give you a million reasons why not to do this, and the band was probably saying, "We hear you. We understand you. We're going to do this," and that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. You know, because yeah. it's on the band at that point to say it was our decision and they were willing to take that chance and you know you do you've got to take some chances you know because getting back to the discussion of diehards you don't need to market to your diehard fans you don't need to preach to the converted they're already right. there the second right. radiohead's new album comes out however it's announced those diehards will buy it you need to figure out how to get to the people who have not been converted to you yet. How they got you and me to buy a Radiohead album. Yeah, they converted Re-engage us. Those people who are casual fans, and then of course after that, grow to new fans. You know, but I think that low-hanging fruit, so to speak, is right after your core. You're absolutely right. That core group, 
they're going to find out about it. They're going to buy it. They're going to post about it. They're going to rave about it. That's your core. That's great. But then guys like you and I who maybe have a couple of Radiohead records and maybe have them on a few of our playlists, and we like some of their stuff, but we're not waiting like I can't wait for that new Radiohead record to come out. And if they can do – well, they did two things here. The, the erasing the digital um, was definitely piqued our interest and got us excited. But it is still a, a news story today when you drop a record and you don't you, – you surprise people and you, you don't drop tell it people and about it's it. not planned. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and I think that not only is that you – know, it's a press hook – um, it's also something that gets people excited and talking about. And not everybody can do that. Not everybody will care. You know, if, if you're uh, an artist that doesn't have maybe a rabid fan base, you drop your record, you could end up hurting yourself by not making sure that everybody knows about it. But for some artists, it makes a lot of sense to just, you know, drop it. Yeah, just just show up one day at a show and go, oh, by the way, our brand new album's available for sale tonight. Nowhere else. First time tonight. Yeah. You know, there's just, there's interesting things you can do, and I think that's the whole point of Radiohead. It's the whole point of Beyonce. Anybody who's doing these albums showing up without any announcement type of thing, um, it's, it's, sailing against the current it's it's doing it a little differently um but yeah, yeah hats off to radio do Radiohead. you think anybody else could do this i mean do you think anybody else could do the digital footprint thing who do you think it would hurt and who do you think it might help well you know I, mean? I i i don't think it's going to hurt like, major bands like listen if if the rolling stones or u2 or or bands of that caliber did this it's not going to hurt them because they're so big, they're so in the press, they're so known, it will just come back so fast. Yeah. You it know, will it's, come back, it's, absolutely. You know, I don't know, the bands, you know, if Styx did this, if Styx deleted their entire digital footprint, that's risky for them. Yeah, It's risky for them. Yeah, for what what we call a heritage artist or a classic rock artist, and 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 I love Sticks, and I wouldn't, you know, I love their new stuff too. But they're mostly known for those big hits. If you start kind of limiting access to those, or stories about those, or images about that era, or whatever, I yeah, I can see that you could actually harm your brand. And 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 then I think at the other end, the brand new unknown band probably won't hurt you to delete everything. Because nobody knows. You can control the message that way, right? Yeah. I mean, you can you could totally take your website. I mean, I, I, I don't right. mean this in the wrong way, but nobody knows who you are anyway. So if you disappear, yeah. nobody's missing you. Um, so you're yeah. you're rebuilding. But you could also something. reinvent yourself, right? I mean, I I love this band called Bob Goblin, and I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but they're they're wonderful. They're kind of like a cross between like Cheap Trick and the Cars mixed with a little bit of Sex Pistols in there. They're very melodic, very heavy, but they've got this really cool kind of fake kind of story about the band, which we won't need to go into. But what's great about Bob Goblin was they created a whole new identity and created a whole new band called Adventures of Jet. And these days, 
you know, you can do what, you know, Garth Brooks did with Chris Gaines or <laughs> whatever. You can create your own alter ego. You can, you know, create another version of your band and have separate social, separate websites, separate messaging. There's so many things that you can do today that you couldn't have done, you know, maybe in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. You know, yeah. with your with your brand and your messaging. Yeah, yeah. You know, so again, hats off to Radiohead. This was, it was a surprise. It worked. It was a bit ballsy. Uh, you know, Radiohead and the team that pulled this off behind the scenes. Good job. Good job. And Nicely you, done. You converted. Nicely you done. converted two casual fans into two customers, and at the end Curses. of the day, I'm sure that's all you wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. Well played, sir. Well, well played. played. If you well haven't played. seen it, go go watch that video. Uh, burn the witch it's it's pretty cool you know what uh, oh, oh before i forget we don't do this enough but i want to read a comment that we got sent i just sent this to you earlier this morning yeah yeah yeah. and Very and cool. we we love we read comments as they come in and please send them to us either email twitter soundcloud wherever you you might listen to us but uh this comes from um oh. orlando Hey, Michael and Jay, I just wanted to let you guys know that I love your podcast. I'm actually a business school student hoping to transition into digital media, specifically streaming music, and your insights have been very helpful in getting me up to speed on the industry. You know, it's just cool hearing stuff like that. You know, very cool. Uh, totally appreciate Thank you. it. Um, Thank you, Orlando. If you guys, anybody else listening has comments, please leave them for us. Let us know. Um, I would also would just love to know um, what do you guys think of the whole Radiohead release strategy that we just discussed? Did it catch yeah. you? Did it surprise you? Did it convert you? Did you buy the album? Or did you could care less? <laughs> yeah. Let us know. Let us know. So until, awesome. until next week, we're out of here. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. <laughs>